everybody. Welcome to Band Advice TV. I am your co-host, Mark Allen V, and this is... Matt Mason. How y'all doing, Earth Rockers? Oh, Earth Rockers. Nice. <laughs> I love that phrase. How'd you ever come up with that phrase? Man? Well, I, man, I love the Earth. Good. Kind of need it. And I love rock and roll. Kind of need that, too. And I think that people that like both of those are pretty cool. You can't get more poetic than that. You really can't. No. That's awesome. That is and awesome. then, and then, like you know, my Instagram handle is like Earth Soul Rock and Roll. Right. Yeah. It's like what else is there? Right. It's Earth a... Soul and Rock and Roll. It's like the whole new Trinity. Yeah. Just <laughs> it's like everything in a nutshell. Absolutely. Know? That's great. That's great. I got to come up with something cool like that. I know some of these uh, these uh, artists out there. Well, like Lady Gaga's got her little monsters. That's her little yeah her crew and right. yeah the Deadheads their crew. So I, I don't know. Yeah. What would what, what you call my crew? What, what kind of ideas you got for that? Uh, Tread carefully. Let's see. <laughs> what could we call the Mark fan? Say what? Uh, really? The Mark. Well, yeah, I get a lot of people say, well, we're your funky bunch, but unfortunately, I can't really capitalize on that because I think it might be copyright. <laughs> I don't know if it is or not. No, I'm, sure, I'm sure Mr. Wahlberg uh, would, would probably have something to say so about it. So do it and t- have him come after you. What's he going to do? Well, I mean, I'm willing to pay him to let him take a little chunk of the profits of it because I'm yeah, sure that right. a chunk of profits off of using that name would still be nice for me. So yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. I'll tell you what, we'll leave it up to you, fans. Okay, here's your what here's should your Mark call his groupies. What should my groupies, followers, my followers, yes, my 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 crew, his cornerman, cornerman. What is that? You know, like if you're a prize fight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Cut me, Mick. Cut me. <laughs> you didn't quite get a little cookie. but anyway yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, okay you guys you tell you what you do that and i will uh whichever one i choose there, there'll be something beneficial for you so send you a fruitcake <laughs> it is christmas time which reminds me go check out mad dog mark and the blues house christmas time blues I yes it's awesome it's so good i'm i, 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 I <laughs> the thing is is like i got to get some other mad dog mark songs out there because <laughs> You know, everyone, it's like, oh, I love this song. And it's like, is there any more is out there? there? Any more? No, there I, I got to come up with something. What now, happened to that demo they did in 1933? Whatever happened to that? Did they lose all that? I guess so. I guess it's all gone. It's all gone <laughs> it's to all history. Gone. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about people that were there, Hubcap Hambone, said it was really good. Hubcap Hambone, that's true. That's yeah. true. Man, that guy could play Hubcap. Boy, Ooh, he could. Just slap it down. Amazing. Yeah. Hey, guess what's happening, y'all? What's happening, man? The Black Crows have announced they're coming back for a tour really? in 2020. Wow. When was the last time they toured? The last time they toured, I believe, was 2013. Oh, wow. That's like nine years ago. No, no I, didn't, I didn't go <laughs> see them uh, on that show. When they came through, they played at the Hard Rock, and mm-hmm. I think it had sold out or something. And so I was like, I've seen them probably starting at the first the first tour, Shake My Money, Shake Your Money Maker. Mm-hmm. I saw that at Kane's in uh, 1990, I think it was, like December 1990. The album came out. Right, right. Hard earlier. to handle. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I think the first single was Hard to Handle. Camo D Wilson started playing Pickett, right? that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Camo D started playing that. And then here, here it comes. Hey, they're playing at uh, mm-hmm. Kane's Ballroom. Four Horsemen opened up. Four horsemen. Yeah, wow. that was rocking. Nice, nice. And so, Canes. Uh, it was so crazy because that the Four Horsemen were this band from Los Angeles, and uh, this guitar player, the Four Horsemen, his name was Haggis. 
Pagus. Yeah. So he had this custom. Isn't that that? Isn't that that dish where they stuck stuff stuff into the yeah, like, the sheep stomach yeah, or something, something like haggis? that? I don't, I don't know exactly, but yeah, yeah. get me the haggis. But so anyway, <laughs> he had this he had this custom made telly, and it was all wood burned on the front and stuff. Mm. And so I saw him play it that night. Then fast forward all these years later, Charlie Starr from Blackberry Smoke ended up with that guitar. Oh wow! So I see Blackberry Smoke like two years ago at Kane's. He's playing that guitar. Nice. I'm like, man, this is so crazy. I haven't seen this guitar in like 27 <laughs> years in this place, you know? So it was awesome. But anyway, so the Crows, that was the first tour. I saw that. Then I saw I saw uh, Southern Harmony, the High as the Moon tour. I saw that at the Brady mm-hmm. later. And then Amorica, I saw that in Kansas City. And I'm thinking I saw it in Tulsa, too. I've seen about 15 shows over the years, mm. and I've seen the solo bands, you know, Chris Robinson, right. Mark Ford, Rich Robinson, uh, you know, I met a few of them, and just, I mean, just, like, one of the greatest bands in my mind sure. of our time that were doing it during right. our time, and I loved it because they went against the grain. Oh, absolutely. When Hard to Handle came out, that was not what everything else no, sounded No, I mean, like. that's, that's old Wilson Pickett and yeah. White Boy singing Wilson Man, Pickett stuff. And they, were, and, they, you know, they, were from, and they brought it. Yeah, they, they were from Atlanta, it. and it yeah. was just like, I loved the band just immediately. And I just felt like, oh, man, anything they did, I was always interested. I you know, mm-hmm. collected the music. I listened to the shows. I went to the shows. I bought the shit. You know, and I mean, for whatever reason, you know, they, they had a lot of conflict, man. They did. The brothers, it's like, it's kind of sad to see it happen. You, you get that a lot. You yeah. get that. I think Oasis, they, they had that problem too. With the well, when they went out, when I went on that tour, it's called the Brotherly Love Tour. Yeah. Oasis How... and the Black Crows together. Right. And supposedly they were all well behaved. Uh... I'm like, I'm like, yeah, can... just like when Diamond Dave and, and Sammy Hagar yeah, were right, right, well behaved, right, I'm sure. Right. So, so what was their second album? The second album was Southern Harmony Musical so, Companion. I heard that they recorded that thing in seven days. Yeah. The entire thing. That yeah. blows my well, I mean that's that's the power of a tight band where mm-hmm. you can actually all go into the studio, you can all just mm-hmm. you go through a couple takes each song and, mm-hmm. and you pick the best one. Yeah, man. Not like where you have to well, we'll bring the guitar player in today and we'll work on his solo and then it's Yeah, it was a real earthly that. organic kind of way of making oh, albums man, that just wasn't happening then, you know. And right. I really loved it, you know, just the gear and the look and the just you know, some of the attitude was cool, but <laughs> after a while I was like, sizzle, you know, simmer simmer down, you know, it's all right. But so anyway, they they had fights all the whole time. There was all these arguments. Well, their drummer, Steve Gorman, has written a tell-all book. Oh. And I mean, it is I haven't I haven't read it yet. I've read excerpts from it. And I've talked to like half a dozen people that have read it, and they're just like, "Matt, you got to read this." Well, just on the excerpts, I'm like, "Holy cow. What a ride, man. What a ride." Uh. Do you think he's going to get invited to the reunion? Uh, absolutely. Show? He says he's not going to accept, even if they did ask him to play. <laughs> he's like, I'm not going back I mean, into I'm, that. Yeah. I got it. You know, and Johnny <laughs> Colt, crazy. he plays bass with Skinner now, the, ba- the bass player, Johnny Colt. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had so many different people in that band over the years. You know, really, it comes down to the two brothers, right, Rich right. and Chris. Sure. And I mean, yes, it sucks what has happened it sucks that people have fallen off it sucks it just you know but the black crows is chris and rich right and whatever period you're talking about whoever was in the band sure, at the time, sure. which they added all their own little thing to it uh-huh. which was cool and so well, i think that might not be a bad thing because then it kind of helps the band evolve a little bit right to a point i mean Richie Cotson and Poison. I don't know if that really helped them out at all. But no, it's you know, like only their best album that 
<laughs> probably is their least selling album. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's, you know, the the, the David Lee Roth, the, the Hagar thing. That, that worked out well, but the times are changing too. But anyway, I digress. So anyways, <laughs> it was a... It was a tumultuous 20-some years of being a fan of theirs, you know, because mm-hmm. you never knew what you are going to get. I, I saw them in a lot of different scenarios, a lot of different places, and I always enjoyed it, you know, and I was always like, hey, I don't care what they play. I just want to hear their music. I just like their music. And, you know, sometimes they'd be heavy on the jams. They'd be heavy on stuff maybe that every fan that they got from the first record probably didn't really know. And mm-hmm. I, I heard a few times it was like, well, they didn't even play She Talks to Angels. Like, well, you know, I mean, they got other things they're doing. Just right, observe yes. this for what it is, not try to run the show, steer the ship, you know? I, I see that a lot. Um, and I'm, I'm torn. You, you go to a concert, yeah, you want to hear the, the songs you love. But at the same point in time, it's like they want to play new stuff, and they may not be in the Talks to Angel phase in their, in their lives. Right. So you want to play stuff that's relevant. You know, so Bruce Springsteen, the same thing. It's A lot of people are complaining, oh, you, know, you didn't play any of the, the stuff we know. Well, he did Dancing in the Dark, you're welcome, and uh, you know a couple of others, but a lot of this is old school stuff, and if you're a true fan, you get it. If you're just, if you, and if you're a fan of this other stuff, you may not, but just give it a chance. Yeah, yeah. and so both of them, both the brothers, well, they, they split off and they've done their own bands, you know, Rich and Chris both, and there's been a lot of controversy, there's been a lot of griping back and forth, there's been this tell-all book, and I'm just like, stoked up to see what's going to happen next it's like a little soap opera right right and i love the music no matter what they play i will love to you know see it but i'm not going to pay 300 bucks to do it Uh, i'm just not going to you're going to have to though i think i just don't believe in that i think that you know they need to go out there and supposedly what they're saying is they're going to go out and do shake your money maker in its entirety plus the hits which i had to laugh at you know it's like (laughs) on the hurricane mason youtube channel it says something like all your dance party hits or something, nice. you know, P A R D E E. Nice. <laughs> you know, because nice, it's just nice. like, sure. It flies in the face of just your typical person who just like play something I can party to. Right, right, right. This is like not like that kind of thing. And so mm-hmm. I got a lot of my shit from them, you know, yeah, just cool. the funny tongue in cheek stuff. And so I'm really excited to see what's going to happen with them, you know. And everybody's like, oh, it's a money grab. And I'm like, hey, listen. When what you walk it? out the door every day and go to your job, what do you call that? It's Are you money doing grab. that out of the goodness of your heart? Yeah, it's Hell grab. no, it's a money grab right. too. You know, right. and these guys, this is what they've done their whole that's lives. Their, that's their livelihood. That's yeah. how they make their money. And if, if you can't make money doing that, then you're not going to be able to make the music because there's only so many hours in the day. Right, and they've realized so, what they had built back then. I think they've both realized that what they built back then is the Black Crows is bigger than anything that either one of them could do on their own oh true, true albeit the magpie salute was a fantastic band i saw them live um i saw chris's band live a couple of his bands live new right. earth mud opened for the mule once and then i uh, saw crb at canes a few times and it's just like man just let it be let it breathe let let just let happen what's gonna happen stand back and watch this explosion happen right because i mean man we're just like i felt like back then they kind of gave like a candle to the hope of real rock and roll. Mm-hmm. There was not much real rock and roll oh, in sure. the mainstream back right. then. Right. And so I felt like they really, you know, helped. Well, 1990, I mean, you're right on the cusp of, uh, you're, you're finishing up with, with, uh, you know, your, your glam rock, yeah. you know, sunset strip stuff. And you, you, uh, Nirvana's knocking on the door and they yeah. were that bit of rock and roll that's right mm-hmm. there. That was, 
I think honestly, that kind of band, what they did is kind of kept rock and roll alive through that tumultuous. Man. We're, we're we're ditching ditching hair bands. We're going to Mopey's uh, Seattle mm-hmm. sound. And I think if it wasn't for them, you probably wouldn't have had that whole pulsed alternative movement. Well, you know, this things is like Jen Blossoms and all those guys managed to write out. This because... is like the people that you know. Hey, we love the Rolling Stones. Hey, we love the Almond Brothers. Hey, we love the Faces and Humble right. Pie. Yeah. Well, there wasn't much like that. No. In the grand eye of the public back right. then. All of a sudden, these guys come roaring out of Atlanta, and it's like, wow, I love it. Mm-hmm. And so I just embraced it immediately. I was mm-hmm. like, man, I love the gear. I love the songs. I love the just unpredictability of sure, it. That was sure. half the fun yeah, for me, yeah. you know? And so I'm really excited to see what happens because I think it's going to be good, and there won't be any shortage of fireworks, I guarantee <laughs> you, no matter what happens. Uh, yeah. Well, that's cool, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that, too. And I trust that you will give us... Uh, Regular updates on the progress well, of the what's band the, as you're researching this and talking to the guys. It's really support. neat because it's like all across the country they've been throwing up the, the Heckle and Jekyll Crow logo uh, on billboards. And so, like, I was might li- as well play up to it, right? Yeah, I was <laughs> listening to Eddie Trunk the other day, and some mm-hmm. caller from Tulsa called in and said, "Hey, oh, yeah, I, I seen one of these, you know, on Highway 75, and I seen one over on I-44." I'm like, "Well, it's brilliant." I mean, yeah, it's I remember. Uh, remember when Red Dog Beer came out? Yeah. You know, that's where that was Miller's first foray into the, the microbrew thing as it was right. blowing up. And they just had all those billboards with just this red dog in the middle of it. Nothing else. Just this, this huge white billboard and that right in the mm-hmm. middle. And people are like, what is it? What is that? Well, brilliant marketing. It worked. Yeah. Same deal, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. And so I think the rumor is they've signed a two-year contract with like Live Nation or one of those big promoters, mm. you know. So I'm kind of worried because I'm like, man. I seen these guys the first time for ten dollars, you know, in front and with like three hundred people there. Yeah, you and I have talked about that a lot, though. It's like nobody makes money off of selling music, so they got to make it off playing music. Right. Yeah. But yeah, all right. I remember when when the Eagles reunited back in the in the nineties, and they were talking one hundred twenty five dollars a ticket. I'm like, oh, that was the first hundred dollar ticket I'd ever heard of. And now one hundred twenty five is kind of norm. Yeah, you know, it really is norm. And in fact. You know, I read where they're getting seven hundred and fifty dollars in Dallas for their Hotel California tour. Uh, now, if anything's a money grab, that right? Is a money grab. You That's lost, a shameless corporate money grab. You Those lost guys your, are not badass rock and rollers anymore. They're part of a machine. Now. Right, right. They're part of a corporate. Don't get me machine, wrong. I love like Vince Gill, and I think he's going to do great in there. But Glenn Fry. I mean, come on, that was his band. Yeah, but there'll be you know a certain percentage of the audience that'll go, no Glenn Fry, no Eagles. And I'm just like the same amount of people that are going, no Steve Gorman, no Black Crows, mm-hmm. no Mark Ford, no Black Crows. I'm just like, I just don't understand like the rationale behind that. You know, I, there's some bands like, okay, ZZ Top, same three guys for nearly 50 years. Right. Okay. I went and saw Deep Purple last month. Okay, man, they've had so many lineups and so many hits uh-huh. and so many periods of that band. It's amazing. But when they go out there, in an hour and a half, they cover their career with the big songs. Sure. The big songs. And, you know, the Crows, they never did what everybody expected them to do all the time. Right. You know? And so I loved that. I loved it. You know, when they got thrown off the Miller Lite tour, they were opening for ZZ Top, and Chris goes off, and the next thing you know, they threw him off the tour. And I'm just like, yeah, man, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, so... And they're not even doing stuff like the Ozzy and all those guys, or even GNR inciting riots and things. Oh, yeah. 
They're just doing well. Chris thing. is just Chris. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you got to figure if you have the personality to be a lead singer in a band like that, you're probably not dealing with the Boy Scout. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you and I are both Boy Scouts, so we know. I do. We know what it's like to fall. He'd never cut in the Boy Scouts. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I'm excited <laughs> about it, and I, you know, I, I'm not really excited about the possibility of what it might cost to see a show like that. Yeah, but. Well. You know. So, but would you see it? Would you go ahead and pony up the cash if you had it to do it? I'd say they got to be in one of my top five bands of all time. Great. So you would you would consider, but that's that's the way that's what Live Nation's banking on. Yeah. You know, it's it's all these big, huge reunion tours. I know Kiss is announcing their uh, they're still what, their pounding seventh, the seventeenth final tour. They're still pounding the ground. Remember Kiss when is. they put the makeup back on? Yeah. Back in the nineties, it's mm-hmm. oh, our last tour. We're getting back together. This whole thing. I saw a meme the other day. It actually was today. That was it's, I saw that. It was in 96, 06, 90, uh, 2000. Right, because it did. This is like and, years and years and years, you know? And I'm like, man, sometimes it's like it's best to go before people want you to go. Right. Well, the thing is, Kiss played at the, they were doing the casino thing. So it's now gone down to the casino deal. And then they come back up to the arena and then go back down to the casino level. It's like. But I, I saw a meme the other day. It's like, okay, at what point in time will all these last tours from these classic bands finally end? <laughs> yeah, right. Which, I mean, because that's the thing. And the other model that's going around now, too, is we're going to play such and such an iconic album in its entirety, which I think is cool. If you really love an album, that's great. And then you, you bookend it with some songs from the others. Mm-hmm. You know, Vi did that with Passion and Warfare. Loved it. And yeah, I guess uh, yeah, Rush did it, too, and several others. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the, the Eagles... I just, about that. I just feel like, you know, as successful as all those catalog artists are, you know, it's got to be really tough to be them because the people, the most of the people, they don't really know anything other than the hits. And right. so when they go back out there, they have to sort of play the hits or right. people are going to sure. feel like they didn't get their big time money's right. worth, you know? And it's like, it must be really hard to kind of juggle that with the desire and making the new music. You know, and mm-hmm. very few of them make you engage with the new songs. They're just like, oh, by the way, here's a new song right. off of our new Throw album a couple that's in only there. available at Walmart. Well, right there, I'm out. Right. If right. I can only buy it one place, especially there, I'm goodbye. See you later. Right, right. I'm sure it's great, but I'm out. But that was one of those big corporate deals because right. they, they, they saw the writing on the wall that things were starting to to disintegrate the tower records is gone and I and well, uh, it just, all that stuff. The, so it's like Walmart's gonna jump on board, they're gonna put in the promotional money. They're going to have all these commercials out there that they weren't going to get through their normal thing. Please silence your phone during podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> that they weren't going to get through you know, the MTV push and all that kind of stuff. It was extra money at somebody else's Well, now Walmart's in the record business. You try to get in Walmart, and what they want, 90,000 units? <laughs> wow, Wasn't that crazy? Just dumb, dude. It's just like, cow. So, I don't know. I mean, what kinda, I... I'm what... honestly kind of glad that that part of our business is gone and that we can... Actually, get our music out there. Even though you got to weed through all the crap, yeah, we can publish our music professionally without having to, yeah, rely on that. So I mean, but these guys, you know, I think this is the Black Crows that they were popular in those older days when it was like people bought records, went to shows, they listened, right? They would buy an entire record for one or two songs, yeah, and then you know, it's like if they got into the rest of it, even better. But right, 
I was one of those ones that did get into the rest of it. And well, you became the super fan. Yeah, I'm a super fan for sure. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like all the things that I've read about what's happened to them and the things that they did and the things they said. I mean, but man, I, I how I'm, much of that though? I mean, bad publicity, still publicity. So you have to wonder how much of that was actually. It's all rumors. Rumors. You know, it's like the women got their soap operas and whatever. We got this, right? You know, right. it's like so. that's kind of how it goes. It seems like. Yeah. yeah. So what? Whatever. I, I just wish the best for them. Yeah, whatever happens, cool. happens. I'd love to see what they come out with and how they sound and how they work together again you know it's gonna be cool so you are being the super fan i see that you have a, a tad bit of a memorabilia there. yeah this it's is like something a, that is really special to me it was given we to apologize me. for all of our listeners this is an out, outstanding opportunity to go click over to our youtube channel <laughs> bandadvice.tv and uh but so what this what, what this is 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 it's a it's a promotional piece from the southern harmony and the musical companion and so it's, you know, this kind of old time paper and it's, it's kind of written like as if it's like a hymnal book. Oh, that's awesome. And so what it's got in the back kind of is like each few of the songs off of Southern Harmony written kind of in hymnal style. Nice. You know, so it starts off with Sting Me, the first one on the album, and then it goes through a few Remedy and, you know, a whole bunch back here in this sort of style like you'd see it in a hymnal. Okay, and then in the front, there's like a foreword that's written by... Terry Southern, he uh, wrote Easy Rider, I believe. Oh, wow. Uh, and so it's kind of an interesting little promo piece that was sent out to distributors, uh, good customers, good booking agents, people that, you know, were close to the Crows and had helped them somehow. And, you know, of course, Chris says his piece in here, and there's, you know, kind of like some history behind the album and how they did it. It's fascinating stuff. You just don't see it around very much. I've seen these on eBay, you know over the years and when i went to a mark ford solo show i i handed this to him and said hey would you sign this for me so he signed it in here so it's signed by mark ford nice that was his first album that he did with the crows excuse me and so i just think this is really it's special to me because my friend that ran the record store that i used to go to in stillwater all the time who is now deceased Mm -hmm. he gave me that one day just gave it to me i was like hey what is that black crows book back there and he's like hey you know it's a it's a little promo piece I got from one of our distributors. And I'm like, wow, man, what do you want for this? And he's like, oh, just take it. You bought so many records in here. We Just take it. Yeah, that brotherhood there, that's the cool stuff. Man, man. and, you know, I just like, man, stuff like that really makes it cool, you know. I've had some of the coolest friends in my life, and yeah. he was one of them. Yeah, he was. And you're one of them, too, dude. Oh, thank you. And you're one of mine, too. <laughs> yeah, Shit, right. 27 years, we're still doing this. <laughs> we're still talking to 27 each other. years ago, like this week, we were, we're wrapping up like our third concert at uh, Sweet Ideas. <laughs> we had two or three more before finals week, and then, uh, then uh, I was crossing my fingers that I wasn't going to get kicked out so we can come back for one more semester of rock and roll music, which we did. Yeah, we right. We did. It was awesome, so... <laughs> Twenty-seven years. That's funny. Wow, we both had long hair. Yeah, both had hair. It wasn't on our back, maybe. Or my ears, or my, <laughs> or my nose. Oh, and these lights got new studio lights. You got to trim before that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, man, I'm excited to hear about it. Please keep us, keep all of us updated on this stuff. And uh, yeah, you know the ticket price is right, man. I might might have to go. We might have to go have a little guys night out. Yeah, I've seen I've out. seen where they announced a couple of the dates already, you know, in July. But they're supposed to be having like a surprise show in Los Angeles and and New York this week. Oh wow, that's the word on the street. Great. So we'll see what happens. But awesome, I'm pretty uh, stoked up about it. Yeah, well, it's always great that 
the, the people that influenced you and that you draw your 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 styles and your love for music from when when things exciting things happen with them you know yeah i mean don't get me wrong i love the magpie salute i love chris's solo band but was it the crows no right right and i think they realized that too probably you know and there's a certain magic that happens you know and you you can't you really honestly you can't duplicate it because if you could everybody would buy a joe perry solo album and tell me Uh, that's like right right 10 but 10 percent of what aerosmith or aerosmith without joe perry and what disaster that was exactly and so it's it's chemistry between the people you know, and even the people we're talking with, with the uh, We Are Tulsa Music, it's like you know, they, they recognize that you and I had this chemistry as well. Mm-hmm. As good or bad as that may be. <laughs> <laughs> Better living After 27 years of, of... Better of, living through chemistry. Of, of, <laughs> <laughs> I can go into this whole toxic twin things, but, you know... Right on. You know, I'm afraid my kids might watch this. So. <laughs> anyway, but... Uh, I'm but afraid somebody might watch this. Oh, <laughs> uh, True. <laughs> Please watch it. <laughs> Please. This is my kid's college fun. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's got to be about fun. And if you're not having fun, why do it, right? And that's the whole to thing about music. It. If it ain't fun, to hell with it. If it ain't music, it, it, I mean, if you're not having fun doing music, if you're not having fun doing podcasts, if you're not having fun doing this, then you're just working a job. And, yeah. you know, we all want to have a job that we love. So that's what we're trying to do here. So mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, bro, I'm a little thirsty. You a little thirsty? I am a little what, thirsty. What do we got here? This here is a local whiskey called Oil Fire. Oil Fire. Nice. Good stuff. It's kind of a cinnamony. Yeah. You know. Uh, Look at that. Not butterscotch, but, you know, sort of vanilla-ish mm-hmm. cinnamony. Mm-hmm. You know, not like, uh, what's the one that's like the not hot fire, damn? Not fireball. Hot fireball. It's not no, like that. No, no, no. It's a little more mellow drink than that. But I'm Yeah, well, that little, there's some vanilla or butterscotch or something in there that kind of offsets it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's Food Network. Mm-hmm. Prost. All right. All right, thanks, guys. Band Advice TV. Check us out. Friend us. Like us. Send us your suggestions. You know, we want to hear for, from you. We do want to hear from you. We're always interested. Uh, I think one of these days we need to kind of open it up to get some Q&A going, maybe a little live Q&A and start answering some questions. We have to get about three or four more followers than the three or four that we have, but right. we're working on it. Well, I think, you know, my mom can do three or four different voices. Oh, so we nice. Could, she yeah. could type out three or four we, different we, voices. We could have computer. her call up. Yeah. Oh, nice. Be like a live call and shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, y'all be good out yeah, there. Be safe. Be safe. Peace.